Welcome to a brand new episode of Kellen's Petty Talk Show. Today, I'm hashtag blessed to be joined by Drew Conti, basis of I Call Fives. If you like what you hear in this episode, be sure to check out their music and stay tuned for their brand new EP dropping this fall. Be sure to give us a follow on Instagram at Kellen's Petty Talk Show to stay up to date on all newly announced guests. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy the show. It's a weird experience um and there's just so much that like with pizza places like literally like you have to like book the mm. time slot to go pick up a pizza and it's like all very bougie and wait uh, still and, well no yeah so like because there's so much of the like uh like pop-up places and like very exclusive limited so like the cool yeah. spots people like like literally i'd be like all right if you want this pizza like from 11 to 11 10 you have to pick it up it's all it's very hipster bougie shit so are you in Jersey or Philly? I'm in Philly. Oh, okay. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. So we're from like 20 minutes away from, from Philly and South Jersey originally. So it's always been super close. Yeah. Figured. Have you checked out any cool movies or TV shows lately? You know, I've been so stuck binging the same sort of shit. So I, I'm obsessed with The Sopranos and I'm rewatching oh, that for like the 15th yeah. time right now. I love um, The Sopranos. It's literally like my therapy at this point because I'm so regularly watching it. Well, that that kind of works for you, though, because you're from Jersey. So I, I can see why that would be like everybody's favorite show over there. There's a lot of that. But, you know, it's interesting because it's more of like the north. So New Jersey has such a great divide between south and north. Yeah. Um, and, and so I'm from South Jersey originally, and the show is predominantly North Jersey stuff. But mm. regardless, uh, I definitely feel uh, a, a certain bond to the show. Yeah, I actually I personally never finished it. I got real close to the end and I got to just go back and restart it because I feel like I'd get kind of confused at this point if I just jump right sure. back. Well, I, like I said, I, I heavily endorse it. Otherwise, I've been big with just like the main, you know, like the like that top tier that the, you'll often hear with the Breaking Bad or The Wire. Yeah. So like I've made it a point to watch all those shows. Lost. Dexter? Um, I like Dexter, but I don't, you know, when I think of the wire and the Sopranos, like I'm so yeah. Um, but so I started trying to watch Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> oh shit! And uh, and so I really never knew much of it aside from like Dwight from the Office with the Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. Quote. Yeah. Um, it was it's a tough watch for me though. Kind of it jumped the shark a couple of times. I think. Yeah, I'm not a big sci-fi fan. It's got to be like super good for me yeah. to get into it. But um, yeah. 
I checked out that In the Heights movie the other day. That was really good. The musical. Okay. That was dope. And uh, oh, I'm watching what's that show called? Mayor Mayor of Easttown with oh with uh, Kate Winslet. Okay, right. But I thought well, I keep mixing that up with this other show that has. Oh, man, I'm really blank. It's a new, it's the fellow that was Andy in the office and he was in the hangover. Oh, the, uh, yeah, I know you're talking about. It's uh, another like ta- something, a town, but like it's, he inherited a fucking city or something. Or wait, 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 wait. It's not the Ted Lasso one, is it? No, I, that's I, the I other guy. To... I always mix up those guys, I think. I, I feel ridiculous not knowing. So he is. <laughs> I was like figuring it out. I've given up on on actual uh, knowledge. I just rely on the phone. Ed Helms. <laughs> Ed Helms, yeah. So, and the new show is called. It should all be so much easier right now. I saw him in a movie recently called Together Together. That was really that good. pops up. Uh, I don't know what the show is, but I, I thought that's okay. Here it is. Actually, it's called uh, <laughs> Rutherford Falls. Oh, okay. Um, I keep mixing that up with that Kate Winslet show. So, because I, I keep hearing it, and I'm like, oh, that's the same thing. Yeah. It's, it's not. And that, that one's good, Rutherford Falls. So I've heard, yeah. I, I didn't watch it, but I was I was being compelled to watch it. So maybe I'll have to now. I, I just spent all that time figuring out what the hell it was. <laughs> now we gotta watch it. <laughs> uh did you get anything for record store day the other day? Sadly I didn't. So I, I was actually pretty uh, I never had a record player up until the last year. So oh, I'm I'm new, but I I, I definitely yeah. appreciate it and, and I I appreciate people's enjoyment of record store day. Yeah, dude, I waited in line for like two and a half hours in the fucking beating sun just to get that Lincoln Park uh, Meteor okay. one. I saw your post of that. It looks great. <laughs> I got so sunburned, but I was freaking out because I went to this place called Going Underground LA, which is like a pretty cool record store. It's all the music we like. And um, okay. basically, I get there, wait for like two, two and a half hours, and like maybe a half hour before the shop opens, this guy brings around these lists. And I'm, I'm not sure if they still do this like at all the record stores, but you basically have to mark down on the list, like what ones you're going to get. And then they grab everybody's list and they put everything in bags so that when you go in, you just pretty much pay for your bag. Sure. Um, fucking everybody in front of me had Lincoln park. Of course. And I'm just like, come on. And luckily I still got it, but I was freaking out. I'm curious, like if that sort of stuff will be the way forward, right? Like that where, yeah, you know, like that, that rush to get stuff like the uh, mm-hmm. like Black Friday behavior. Uh, we might have seen the death of that, which maybe is a good thing. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Um, how are the, the COVID restrictions up there in Philly right now? So as of um, just a couple of days ago, on June 11th, everything kind of um, all the, the harsher ones, uh, including mass indoors, have been lifted. So, yeah, it's been. <clears throat> You know, I, I was an avid mask wearer and I really support uh, mm-hmm. trusting the CDC. I know not everyone feels yeah. that way, but um, I'll, I'll admit it, it's, it's been so strange, though. So one day, you know, it's like we're still following these rules and the next it's just it's gone. It's, yeah. it's weird how it just happened, but it happened. And I, and I hope it stays that way. Right. But the yeah, indoor stuff's open. And, and I think, though, like the, you know, like the actual the way that we do things, like including the outdoor dining and the way that they set it up with like dividers and stuff i think we might have some new like good ways just to to have entertainment and dining and stuff so i i, I yeah. just hope that i hope we're in the clear and i hope it stays this way man I, I do too dude i just got i you already know but i got the vaccine yesterday the second dose yeah surprisingly i feel good right now i literally great. i got sort of tired last night but it wasn't like the first dose where i just was like oh you know i had to go to bed yeah. 
Like, I don't know. Last night wasn't too bad. And my arm's not even as sore as it was the first time. So I'm kind of shocked. Well, I'm rooting for you. And yeah, like I said, just hope that this stuff, the precautions, everything else, like that's it. So hopefully, man. Yeah. Tomorrow is apparently our day for uh, wide opening June 15th. Okay. So we'll see. I mean, I have kind of a crazy landlady here that's going to probably still make us wear masks, but we'll see. Sure. Sure. Yeah. It's been, I mean, what a year and a half. Right. And yeah. like I said, all I can hope is that this really is going to be the, uh, the end of it or, or the near end of it. Yeah. Until, until the next thing comes. <laughs> it's until zombies take over. It's true. Um, so do you come from a musical family? I don't. Um, I mean, my folks like liked me, you know, it's interesting. I remember them liking music, but we weren't like this overly, no one played instruments, uh, except so my second cousin who I had never met, he actually died in a car accident in the late Mm eighties. He played drums in a band um, called Cinderella. And they were like a pretty big eighties, like glam hair hair metal, right? Or yeah. 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 So he, he wasn't in them all that long, but he was in the band and he helped start another band called Britney Fox, which was another kind of glam rock band. And uh, yeah. And then unfortunately he died in the early nineties uh, or late eighties in a car, I think late eighties in this car crash. Um, so the only fucking musical person in the whole crew. That's crazy. Uh, he was dead. So, uh, so otherwise, no, just me. Um, and I just kind of like, you know, like many others, uh, I found, you know, Blink-22 and Green Day. And I was just like, yeah, I'd like a guitar. And then at first I wanted the guitar <laughs> and yeah. I said, like, ah, shit, well, like the bass is four strings. So that's probably easier. Yeah. And so I ended up with a bass. <laughs> So bass was then the first instrument then pretty much for you. The first and only, I mean, I tried with guitar a little bit, which, which was helpful in terms of just yeah. music understanding, but yeah. I really struggled to with chords and like actually mastering the instrument. Um, but yeah, bass and then a, a very little bit of guitar. So how did you get into like Green Day and Blink-182? Does this like friends showed you it or? Well, <clears throat> no. So, I mean, I remember like what, you know, stuff on the radio and then like MTV at the time actually played MTV and VH1 actually played music, which was cool. Yeah, um, way back. And then they had a show called Real World Road Rules Battle of the Sexes. <laughs> and the intro to one of those seasons was a band called Midtown. And oh, and they're playing they're like playing one of their songs and on the bass drum it said midtown uh and then i was you know from that point around like i don't know 13 or 14 i was then very much into like the drive through records and and then i would find hardcore to some extent and and others you know and ska and 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 punk so it was it started with the gateway blink 182 and green day and then uh it kind of spiraled from there i was listening to midtown yesterday of the uh living well is the best revenge album Sure. It's a great album. Good yeah, shit. with the, 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 the girl on the front. Um, yeah. It's a great record, man. I mean, that was that was one of the ones that really uh, helped shape my mm-hmm. my interest and, and my enjoyment of it. And, and yeah, a hell of a band. Also from New Jersey. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. going to ask, like, who who from, like, your neck of the woods, at least, started, like, band-wise? Like, who, who, so, who claim? Um, so the most local so outside, so it's what's weird like so we are from new jersey yeah. despite being um we were always pretty much within like 20 minutes of philadelphia so yeah. i don't the philly thing we technically we don't really but uh so with that so south jersey really had um the early november and they were from hamilton yeah. the, the blueberry capital of the world so mm-hmm. um so early november was the big one because then further up north <clears throat> like with princeton had saves the day um 
Census Fail was from like Jersey City or somewhere up north, like outside of New York. Mm-hmm. Um, Armor for Sleep, the same sort of thing. Midtown, the same sort of thing. So really a lot of North Jersey. Um, and then, yeah, even like later, like Houston Calls, I really liked. A band called Madison, I really liked. But they were all North Jersey. So South was pretty much the early November. Um, and then there was a handful of, of local bands. There's a band called Riding Bikes I really liked. And yeah. Um, and then years later, a band called The High Court that we played with that we liked a lot. But um, but yeah, so interesting divide between the two. And then Philadelphia, again, just over the bridge, we would see then Valencia a couple of years later, who we were yeah. big fans of. Yeah. Um, and then obviously now the Wonder Years have been doing it for a decade plus. Yeah. Speaking of them, Suburbia turns 10 today. I saw that. Yeah, man. You know, it's so interesting. You know, the, the, as you get older, it, it's funny because I'm not that old. I'm 32. Um, but at like 22, I was just like, oh, man, we're getting old. And it's like, shit. And then at 27, I was like, getting old. And now it's like, you know what? Like, this shit goes by pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, it's got to enjoy and, it. <laughs> yeah. And so it's been interesting seeing those, you know, the, the, the tick marks go along with the one year stuff or even um, REP Bad Advice turned 11. Um, last month and it's just thinking like oh man so it goes by quick it really does do you think we're going to see some more of those uh anniversary shows or is that going to eventually happen oh i'm sure so and the joke is so i remember around the time that we were um really getting into it in the early 2010s uh we started to see those bands that had called it a day and then they were coming back to do that because, you know, it's kind of the low hanging fruit for us fans. Like we all love it. And, yeah. it'll, and oftentimes the artist really enjoys those like, uh, you know, the, we call it like the legacy stuff now. Um, yeah, but yeah, so like playing the classics, if you will, uh, I think, uh, you know, everybody kind of wins. Uh, the bands get to, to play something that people love that mm-hmm. might offer, you know, not to that's not to discredit anybody's later albums, but like. Cause, and I, so I, I don't want to name any records, but you can guess that there's a lot of bands that, yeah, of course I like the early stuff better. Um, so yeah. I'm a fan of seeing that stuff happen, but I also appreciate a musical progression that, yeah. you know, I, I don't, I wouldn't want saves the day to have written through being cool every time. One of those reasons is it's not a cheap, you know, you can't really attain that same. It's really hard to, to capture lightning in a bottle five times straight. Right. Yeah, so, it is. I appreciate folks evolving and trying different things. And then there's some bands that stick to that same sort of style and it's, it's kind of all up there, but yeah. regardless, I, I expect that, yeah, we'll be seeing a lot of those reunion things and it's too bad for the stuff. Some of the stuff we might've missed over the last year and change. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. But yeah, I like, I like when albums change. I mean, each one could be like a time capsule anyway. So it's kind of cool to see progression. I agree with you on that. Oh yeah. Yeah. But yeah, for me, I'm from Buffalo, New York. So we can claim the great boys in Every Time I Die. Pen- oh, yeah. Penameno, uh, Cannibal Corpse, The Bunny the Bear. Okay, I remember that band. Snapcase. You know, we, sure. got, we got some good ones. Um, and so Such Gold's Buffalo, too, I think. Such Gold's Rochester, but that's... Oh, okay. we, we claim them, too. We claim them in Polar Bear Club because Rochester's okay. fucking right there. Sure. Uh, but, yeah. Um, did you play any sports growing up? I've always been an avid basketball fan. So actually on this other side of my wall is this huge 76ers uh, banner. Um, So I played in, I played in middle school for my school's team. And then, um, and then after that, the party was kind of over in terms of the, the, you know, I was a small guy and I wasn't that good, but luckily my middle school's team was just kind of weak. So there was, I was a starter (laughs) on the, on the JV team. Um, And then after that, I played up until about five years ago in rec leagues, my whole life, just, 
like to play. It's a yeah. fun for me for exercise and stuff. But uh, I'm still an avid fan of the Sixers to this day. I had season tickets the last couple of years, too. Yeah, actually, basketball is my favorite sport to play. Um, I wouldn't say it's my favorite to watch, but to play, it's definitely. Um, and I played for five years on just like Amherst Youth Basketball, it was called. It was kind of okay. like one of those leagues you do outside of school. Yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, I wasn't like that great either. And that's what sucked is because like I'd practice in my driveway every day and I'd be fucking amazing and like nobody could touch me. And then, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then when you're in the game, you got like, all these people watching and it's your turn to shoot like you fucking choke up. Your driveway is not the same as the, uh, the, the typical court. Yeah, it's tough, man. That home court advantage is something. Yeah. You ever take like an elbow to the face in like a game? Actually, no. I was pretty lucky. Um, I tried to stray from contact and I never really, <laughs> I didn't drive much because of the side. Like I'm, I'm five, six and I didn't, <laughs> I didn't have a great handle. So yeah. I was kind of, a, I was trying to be a, a three point specialist. I was ahead of my time. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, so what was the first record you ever bought? First, well, I you went out and bought like something that you were like, I'm going to get that. So it's tough because the first one that was a big deal to me was AFI's. I wanted sing the sorrow, mm-hmm. um, which, which was that had to have come out maybe like 2002 or three. Yeah. Um, but my brother went and got it. And instead of getting sing the sorrow, which was the brand new one, he accidentally got me a, a, a record called the art of drowning. Um, yeah. And that had come out a few years prior, and I and I just by accident, like so. Sing the sorrow is like a much more, you know, it sounded like a, like a two thousands, like uh, was, I don't even know what the term would be, emo, whatever. Emo, you emo. Call it. Yeah. Whereas like that, the, that late nineties one was like it was like kind of skate punky, yeah. um, and it opened up this 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 whole different side of of the musical coin for me. So um, I, I'll admit I don't remember the first one. Actually, it was probably Meteora or or, the, or Hybrid Theory. Wow. Um, yeah. But I do really remember that record, uh, that CD experience, because I, like I said, I wanted that one that was like, yeah. that had just come out and Davey Havoc. Well, Davey kind of always looked the same way, but it was, uh, <laughs> it, it was like, like a, in the vein of what, what else was happening with Taking Back Sunday and, yeah. and since Fail, those, those sorts of bands. So it was cool to get the, uh, the Tony Hawk kind of song first. No, yeah, all, all Hollows EP is my fave. I mean, that's, cool. that's, that's yeah, what got yeah. me into it was the Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 soundtrack. Sure. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's kind of funny, dude. Uh, back in, I think, October, I was in Buffalo at, like, one of our local record stores, this newer one called Black Dots. And um, I went and I saw that they had the All Hollows EP and I didn't have it on vinyl. So I was like, fuck yeah. And then I post about it, like, on my Instagram story. And my literally, literally one of my friends had just traded it in to that store. So I bought wow. his copy. <laughs> it's a small world after all, man. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, so you already kind of answered Green Day and Blink got you into pop punk. Uh, would you die for pop punk? No, I wouldn't die for anything like that. I, you know, when it comes down to it, I think I would die for my dog. And it kind of ends there. Yeah, me uh, too. So now if he starts to play the guitar... <laughs> Uh, then, then maybe otherwise, no, sorry. <laughs> um, before the band got started, did you have any funny jobs, uh, during your high school years? So, uh, um, you know, a main reality for our, for you know, the existence of I call fives is even when we were a full-time band, um, uh, we had to work jobs on the, on the side. So, yeah. um, so I had a slew of jobs early on. Like I worked at Denny's for one day and I had to quit on lunch. It was so <laughs> gross. I, I couldn't do it. One day. Um, but I'd worked at Sears. I sold, uh, I sold like ovens and ranges. 
I worked at um, I worked at Enterprise Rent a Car, um, and then I, I delivered pizza for pretty much. That was like my big thing. But uh, then I was lucky, and there was a, a twelve hundred cap club in Philly called the Trocadero, yeah. um, and, and, a, and a dear friend of mine, Joe Polito, who which would book he booked sometimes there, and he booked other stuff in the area. Um, he was the production manager of there and he gave me a gig uh, like as a production assistant and as a runner. So yeah. in between tours, I was able to do that. And that led to just some insane experiences. Like just one quickly, I, I drove uh, Sean Paul once. No and, way. Uh, and, th- and he was smoking. And it's funny, his bodyguard, <laughs> his bodyguard had a picture of Sean Paul's face on the T-shirt which I always found strange, but uh, I'm driving them back in this, in this rental van and it's only three guys and me and they're all just smoking and radios on and, and Bon Jovi's won't it diddle a lot. That song comes on and they all fucking just sing along. He's like, turn that shit up, man. And they turn up the radio and they just yeah. all sang. And I was like, Holy shit, I was like, this is just interesting. But uh, then I also made the joke to the, the tour manager that if they needed a ride, yeah. Just so just say, just give me a ride because their hit was just <laughs> give me the light. Um, oh nobody laughed. So, uh, <laughs> it, but that was a, it was a crazy job, man. Um, and, and just the experiences and meeting people and seeing that other side of things of like some legitimate success and like you know, yeah. sold out shows that were insane. Um, that was certainly a level that we we hadn't ever reached, but it was it was awesome. Was Sean Paul cool at least? I didn't really deal with them, but I'd also, you know, there have been times where some people were just blatant weirdos. Like there was a fella uh, named Adam Ant who was MTV sexiest, sexiest man in 1980 or so. Yeah. Um, he looks like, I, I'm certain that he inspired Johnny Depp's character in Bias the Caribbean. That's what this guy looks like. <laughs> and they were like, don't speak to him and don't look at him. And don't even think about him. I'm driving the fucking guy, you know, it's like, <laughs> okay, I won't look at you. Like it was just a weird um there's some weird folks out there so it was cool though because that sort of gig really kind of helped uh like desensitize me in later scenarios like so when we played yeah um we played this festival called Soundwave in australia and green day was on it and jimmy world panic the disco all you know just insane bands huge um yeah and we were lucky to be a part of it but so i never really got like I mean, I remember seeing Billy Joe Armstrong and uh, I'd be like, wow. But outside of that, yeah. I, I was never really because I, I was so used to like having to work for these types of people that you yeah. don't want to like ask for not to. No, I'm not discrediting anybody asking for a picture or anything like that or an autograph. But yeah. for me, it was just like more of I had aspired us to be to reach those sorts of heights. And I I, I kind of looked at it more from like the, the worker side than the fan side. But um, yeah, but yeah, that was a hell of a job. And, and I had some weird experiences for sure. Mm-hmm. And then what did you say you did at Enterprise? Were you like one of the drivers there? I would do that or like fill uh, <laughs> fill the tire, like put air in the tires. Just Dude, do random bullshit. I had the same kind of job. So I worked at Lexus in Buffalo, um, did all the bullshit, filling tires, the fluid, sure, and, all that, and sure. working with the customers. But then no joke, one day my boss is like, I need you to take these customers here over to Enterprise and, you know, let them get their rental car or whatever. So I do that. I fucking drive to the wrong enterprise oh, man. and I, we're just sitting there for like a half hour and my fucking boss calls me and freaks out on the phone. He's like, <laughs> sure. You're at the wrong enterprise. Right. And then, Dude, we'll yeah. pick you up and we, and we got to deliver you properly. Yeah. So you were, you were messing with their slogan, man. They didn't even give me the address of the place though. And there was like an enterprise closer to them than the one that I went sure. to. And right. how would I have known, you know, fucking enterprise, man, fucking both of them.
Um, so how, how did I call fives form? What's the backstory on that? So, um, I went to high school with three, uh, three really good musicians and, uh, and high school was headed and like, fuck, like we don't, we occasionally talked about like jamming and starting a band. And I just said, you know what, why don't we start something fellas? Like school's over <laughs> and yeah. before we have to go whatever way, you know, whether, you know, I was going back, to, I was going to college and some of them weren't, some of them had jobs, whatever it was just said, yeah, like, let's give it a shot. Maybe there's a chance that we could do something here. Yeah. Um, took a lot longer, longer than I expected. Um, because so that, that then was in August, 2006 and we started it. And then over the years we would have member changes and stuff like that. But that was at the core of it, how it happened. Um, yeah. like I said, I, I had really just thought like, yeah, you know, six months a year, we'll be able to start touring, like really get into it. But it, it took a lot of time. Uh, yeah. and we had to take our lumps and, uh, you know, a lot of growth in terms of, songwriting and, and, and as musicians but then the harder part even was just the, the actual business side and and, yeah. and and booking small tours alone and, and trying to put out a record alone stuff like that um so man yeah it was uh it started off like yeah man we'll just get together and jam and we'll go play some shows and then it it developed into something different and uh and different members and a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of shows and a lot of years later it was uh, it was a hell of a run for those that don't know uh where does the band's name come from so we were originally called Remedy, but there was a million bands called Remedy. Yeah. And we were like, fuck, like, like every rapper is named Remedy. If you did. And this was MySpace era. So <laughs> um, so we couldn't get any good Remedy MySpace names. So we were like, all right, we got to change the name. And uh, and a friend of our, our, our first singer, a guy, I think it was, a, you know what? I don't remember which friend it was. I don't want to say the wrong name. But he said, what about I Call Fives? And, uh, and that was an expression used, at least in the, the Northeast, um, for when you get up from your seat, it's like yeah. saying seat check. Nobody can take your seat for five minutes. Exactly. Let's call them fives. And was anybody else in the band like, that's the dumbest name ever? Or were they on board right away? There was a little bit of like, ah, I don't know. But I'm a, a huge believer that within reason, your name doesn't really matter. Um, yeah. You know, I, I always point out the band, and, and I, I've never really listened to them, but I hear they're great and everybody I know likes them, but the band called Microwave. <laughs> like your name is microwave and everybody i know likes you so i've really i truly believe that again unless your name is like offensive or you know really something severely wrong um like if you just think about like bowling for soup like that shouldn't be a bit less than jake who the fuck's jake you know so i think the reality is that names don't actually matter fucking um, butcher babies <laughs> they're so i mean yeah unless it was like literally i'm gonna fucking kill your mother i don't you know <laughs> it'd be a hell of a t-shirt but um but yeah so within marginal re- you know within decent reason uh names are pretty pretty much could be anything uh the only band that i can really think off the top of my head that absolutely hates their name is the devil wears prada again yeah i mean i i don't think it's a good name <laughs> but no. it doesn't matter right and the same thing like it's just once you put out your if you if you establish your own sound and folks like it i think we've realized that the name doesn't really matter it doesn't. Um, so when the first things first EP came out and you guys were a relatively new band, what were the most beneficial ways to share your music with the world and reach a bigger audience? Well, so there's a lot of differences between now and then. Don't get me wrong, but MySpace. there's a lot of similarities. <laughs> well, yeah. So MySpace and Pure Volume were, were the kings, but it's interesting because like, so today with like, say Spotify placement, 
even though this has grown and this is such a better way to, to, to um, digest music. Yeah. Uh, it's still interesting though, because like I said, like you need to get on like an editorial playlist or you need to be on like, those things are just like being on the front of pure volume. Mm-hmm. Um, so some things never change. We've been consistently not really a part of any of those things, but we're always on the platforms, but, uh, but yeah, like the pure volume front page, or then a lot of, some of that stuff was paid to pay to play kind of stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, so it was, it was a much simpler time. Another big thing was this thing called internet relay chat where folks would, um, there would be these channels where you could download music. So it was, it was an early file sharing system. Um, at, there was one called absolute punk that we would, I would post our stuff on and I would download a ton of stuff from. So yeah. that's how I was getting my stuff back then too. Do you ever do LimeWire or FrostWire? Did LimeWire and Kazaa early on, but those were such, you know, you'd be getting something and like the, if the song was called all the small things, like <laughs> the title would be missing a letter or like it was spelled wrong or then you download something and it was something else. Porn. Um, Matt, <laughs> Many, uh, yeah, and many a computer has been destroyed because of this, that type of file sharing. Dude, funny story. I, I just learned about this, like, maybe two years ago. One of my neighbors up the street told me. Um, but my neighbor right across the street from me apparently downloaded music on LimeWire when he was 12. He's probably 28 or 9 now. Um, and basically, accidentally do- or downloaded a bunch of child pornography. Didn't know that. No. Yeah. And apparently the FBI fucking raided his house. He's 12 years old. <laughs> the Jesus. F- the F- yeah. FBI seized all the computers, thought, thought his dad yeah. was like a child porn kingpin. Sure, sure. Hilarious. Yeah, man, those were those were some weird times. Um, yeah. The power of the Internet. So luckily, uh, <laughs> yeah, so like now because we can get stuff in a much more like easier, normal, more achievable way, yeah. we don't have to use these fucking, you know, weird file sharing services um yeah. and somewhere the drummer from metallica is really happy hearing that story just like i told you file sharing was bad yeah no. so it's child porn yeah don't use that clip yeah don't use that sure. snippet of me referencing child pornography please <laughs> yeah i'll just like teaser that for the next guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so people used to call you stumpy growing up oh that was a thing yeah so there's that one there's one video <laughs> I never, you know, this is the funny part. This is on work tour. I'm in my most fit, thin, lean. And I'm like, I guess I'll, they were like, tell us a bullying story. And so actually our original guitarist, when we were in seventh grade, a fellow named Mike, somehow the word in English class that was brought up was stumpy, which is short and thick. So fucking, there was people that called me stumpy all through high school. (laughs) Who was the guy that called you that? Uh, Mike Averone, who would who would go on to start the band with us, and he was on uh, a couple releases. Well, fuck you, Mike. <laughs> yeah, Mike, man, he's just a tough one. Hell yeah! So uh, you were the ring announcer in the Melrose Diner video for the Wonder Years. Yeah, yeah. So that um, I remember, I remember it was around my birthday um, in two thousand and oh. 10 or 11. I can't remember. Was that like um, their, their birthday present to you? They're like, oh, I'll just. No, <laughs> you know, I think surprisingly, so this is a much different landscape for them. You know, they weren't the band that they are now. Um, they, I don't think they just had anybody. And I've always kind of had that goofy, like I can, um, I can talk like in that sort of now weighing in. Like yeah. I kind of have that sort of thing. Um, and then we still, we were kind of desperate to find another person. So we got a friend of mine, uh, Sam, who, who played an event called With the Punches. Um, 
So it was a strange way that it happened. I remember it was a long day and, and the, the fellow that directed it had done like fallout boy and like some next level, huge stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, obviously I'm not an actor sh- shocker. Um, I remember he was giving me actual, actual direction. And I was just like, well, so he wanted me to say like the evil crag, which is the name of the, the, the bad guy. And I was like, well, why would the, why would the ringside announcer like say it like that? Like, yeah, like he's just the announcer. He's just saying, here comes Craig. Like, we're not going to do it like it's a promo for the bad guy. Yeah, he's right. like, just trust me. It's the way to do it. And I was like, I guess like there I am trying to tell the fucking a professional be like him trying to come to my job today. Um, awesome. So, yeah, I was <clears throat> turns out I was wrong. Um, and, and that video yeah. ended up being really cool. No, sweet. Um, you're also the Drew that was too busy sexting, as mentioned in the one year song, New Year's Eve with Carl Weathers. Yeah, so we've really had a hell of a run, right? Yeah. Uh, there, there's a couple of years there where they were very generous. Um, I, I had sold some T-shirts on a tour with them. Yeah. And uh, and we broke down and it was like this whole fucking mess. And, and that's what the song's about. But uh, it wasn't just some stranger. It was the person that was actually my ex-girlfriend now. Um we were after we had seen her. I sent her some, we were having interesting, weird texts, but I remember they were like very graphic. And for like, you know, 19, 20 year old me, I was just like, yo, guys, you'll never believe what this says. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and it was some weird stuff. So if, if she's out there, I'm sorry. That's hilarious. Um, so what was the vibe like when Jeff joined the band? I heard he got some flack for replacing the original guy. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been a fan of bands that have changed singers and I, I wasn't as thrilled, but you know, it's interesting. I've never cared enough about anything. that's not, uh, you know, it's not that important to like express it. So we actually played a show early on yeah. um, at, at, at a local skating rink and we got booed. So uh, really? in, in, in the immediate, it was uh, initially a little weird, um, really? but that was a very, it was like it's like anything else right so of, of the 50 people there was like eight idiots um, and they booed because of jeff so our original singer was there and he was like egging him on i remember oh shit. yeah it was so fucking strange um but again this was 2008 um yeah. and then it's so that wasn't even jeff singing at the time we actually had somebody else that we had filled in who wasn't like a permanent member but he, he wow. played on a tour with us um <laughs> then we tried to make it work with our original singer again. It didn't didn't work out. And then Jeff would join. And, and truthfully, though, we we didn't really care. So we didn't get booed. To be clear, we didn't get booed with with uh, Jeff. Yeah, we got booed with somebody else. But um, but we knew Jeff was a great singer, and and we yeah. knew that that opened up a different um, dimension and ability for us as songwriters. So yeah, didn't really take it personally. Now there were certain. And again, this is this is ancient history in terms of time. Um, but at the time there were some things with the internet or, or, you know, or gossip and stuff that was unfortunate. Um, but I, I, you know, I think it worked out for the best for, for all, all parties. Yeah. People talking shit on fucking AIM or AIM. Yeah. You know, and that sort of stuff was unfortunate because, you know, you, you don't want to get into the, the, the particulars. And again, it just does kind of become like gossip, but like the truth is it didn't work out for any of us. Mm-hmm. collectively with the original group um and we had a slew of, of member changes over the years um it's a lot to be in that type of band that's trying to tour regularly and and again financially you've got to work part-time jobs and, and and all that kind of stuff yeah um 
it's a lot for anybody. So I, I always thought it was too bad that, that it had this personal mm-hmm. part to it because it, the truth is it just didn't work out. It didn't have to be a personal thing. Yeah. Uh, I feel like. Okay, I was... So then I, I felt bad for Jeff though, initially. Yeah. Um, but then I, I think we were able to really make this a band with Jeff and it wasn't once we had put out our, our bad advice CP, I feel like that was uh, the separation was clear. Yeah. It was like a changing point. Um, so how involved are you in the songwriting process? Does everyone in the band contribute the lyrics or does Jeff just lock himself in a treehouse and goes ham? So in years past, um, I used to be act, you know, I, I would try and work on stuff and be a lot more active, but truth on the, on the, the latest release. So we, we're, we're still finishing up a new EP. Mm-hmm. Um, but with this EP and the, and the single B kind of came out, this has been Jeff. Um, Hell yeah. And again, I think there's a part of when you're like, when we weren't on tour, we he was working at Best Buy full time. Like it just takes so much out of you, and so now for him to be able to kind of focus on this as as, as more of a hobby and like for fun, um, I, I saw a side of him, you know, uh, creatively and, and an interest and an effort that was kind of unmatched. So I think he uh, he did a great job, and it's 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 interesting that yeah, this is going to be about nine years, ten years since our last release, but I think. Um, I yeah. think his improvement has been, it's been notable in that, in that decade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your full length came out on the warp tour. Do you wish it came out sooner so that more kids were able to know the words or did a lot of them already know it? No. Yeah. I mean, it was, that was, it would have been nice if it was out sooner, but <clears throat> um, you know, there's a lot, the pure noise is they're such a huge, unbelievable label now. Right. Yeah. They were in their kind of infant stages then, uh, there was a lot of stuff that maybe could have gone differently, but for, for, for what was available with the resources and the, and the guys and the team and all that stuff, yeah. I think it went about as good as it could have went. No, absolutely. You got any funny warp tour memories? Not, I mean, there's nothing from the, the war tour in particular was tough because, um, because we were in a van and trailer. So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, having access to, to running water and a toilet and stuff like that is amazing, but, yeah. No, I mean, getting there, you know, it's, and it's sad to think too, like a perk to my day was, <laughs> you know, we got to use the porta potties first. See, that's <laughs> kind of funny though. You know, but like, <laughs> fuck, you know, and, and again, of course, we were just truly, we were just happy to be there. Yeah. Um, but when you see it in comparison to other folks, because th- that's the funny part, like there was a lot for buses and bandwagons and sprinters. And then there was just like a dirt lot for, for vans and trailers. Yeah. <laughs> and we were like, oh, man, well, at least we're here before the gate opens because now we can get the clean bathroom. So yeah. um, there's nothing in particular. I just remember, again, it was I was in the best shape of my life because we were outside all day. Yeah. Um, and then we were, you know, moving our own gear from the from the van and trailer to the stages yeah. and then playing in that. So that was cool. And it was sort of like a science fair project for my body because, mm-hmm. um, because normal me, you know, that sits inside air conditioning, like, and can go eat a bag of chips. He yeah. is not as, as fit in physique as, uh, as 2012 war tour drew was. Yeah. Well, when it, when warp tour comes back, you guys are going to play it again. Hopefully. I'll be out there sweating. You'll be out there. Um, they're saying warped can come back as early as 2023. Do you think that's going to happen? Uh, I'm sure. I mean, I think it just comes down to, I, I don't know what Kevin Lyman's headspace is. Yeah. I think that there's been a clear demand and I think that festivals are certainly going to be, I mean, I think at the end of this year, it looks like we're going to be back to quote unquote normal for that. So yeah, exactly. 
I, I think we'll say it. Uh, I, I no, I mean, I did go to the Atlantic City um, Warp Tour, and it was it was it was a little rough in terms of logistics. But was uh, that like the last one they did? Yeah, so I think they had done th- like one in Cleveland. They did one in Atlantic City, and they did one out west. Yeah, um, it was just tough. But then also, I you know, I was there just as a as a patron, yeah. um, and I'll admit, like being this is a bad take, but like being stuck on a beach in you know, not being able to leave, like just to have gone back to yeah. a hotel room, like just to be able to take a shower or something uh, yeah. would have been great. Um, yeah. So, uh, so I'm sure I, I think that they'll have one. And, and if it is, I, I hope that it's in New Jersey or Philadelphia and we could play Christ. No, absolutely. You guys actually entered a contest to be in warped a few years prior to playing it. Uh, <laughs> That's a how fact. Bum- how bummed were you to lose that? Oh, we knew we wouldn't win. So there was all sorts of things, <laughs> things like that were, uh, and I'm sure they're still commonplace, but with, uh, you know, sell 30 tickets to play yeah, enter some fucking contest. Then every now and again, there were, and we never did these ones, but like there, and I still think it's hilarious shows with judges. Like <laughs> it's so fucking objectively hilarious to me. I remember that. Um, but yeah, so I didn't think we'd enter, but I just thought maybe, and chances are that probably they were probably all useless, but maybe there was someone on that panel. Like, yeah. Oh, this band's actually kind of cool. Again, you, no, I think anybody that does that kind of shit's probably a little slimy. Yeah, no, for sure. Did Were you guys ever the band that would go to Warp Tour anyway and just say fuck it and hand out stickers and the people in line or no? We did. Yeah. So I was, and I'll admit like as much as I like to bullshit and chat and, and this, and thanks yeah. for having me. Um, yeah. I was never comfortable with approaching random kids and, and peers, just because yeah. like I likened it to when I worked at Hot Topic for a month. Yeah. Um, this is also why I didn't last at Hot Topic because when someone would go <laughs> into the dressing room with a pair of pants, yeah. the manager would be like, "All right, so now go grab a shirt off the rack and let them know you're outside." And just like, "Hey, man, like I saw you had those pants. What do you think about this top to go with this?" Like, I'm not what? a good. I'm just not good at that sort of like i've never shameless. had this happen to me at hop topic <laughs> yeah maybe i was it was a weird time i don't know but this, the shameless <laughs> plugging has never been my strong suit thank god that it was yeah. jeff yeah. and others were willing to do it and and i, and I will <laughs> always be uh grateful because it's an important thing and 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 you can really find music that way so i'm glad they did it but i was always a little too shy to do it oh yeah so besides handing like out stickers and stuff though did any of them do like a acoustic set to the people online or stuff like that. We would try that. I mean, we used to, in, in our time too, Hot Topic used to invite people to play acoustic in store. So if really? we, uh, anytime that we had a day off on tour yeah. um, or anytime that like we were there early, we would try and do in stores at Hot Topics. Um, cool. We, you know, this was a very old mentality, but like it was just always trying to um, let, let's just go play. I don't care if it's to five people or yeah. to 50 um rarely was it to 500 but like the only way that you can play to people is by just getting out there and doing it so um and and even if it's not you know the 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 dozen you might play to that day might all hate you but maybe somebody tells their cousin or their sister or their aunt and that next person likes you and maybe that next person you know you know it's like the the 12 degrees of separation sort of thing so we always just figured let's get the hell out there and, and try and do it just go for it yeah uh, you and Jeff went to a junkyard and picked up cool ass seats for your van at one point. What kind of seats did you get? So they were, uh, so uh, they were like these leather, like kind of like a diner booth seat. But the problem was the vehicle we bought 
it was a it was totally gutted on the inside so yeah. it was just a cargo van with nothing no mm-hmm. insulation no air conditioning like nothing was actual but it was the only vehicle we could afford and then yeah they went to the they went to the junkyard um i didn't actually help install it because number one i'm not handy yeah um, and <laughs> number two like our, our drummer at the time, his his dad was like, they were welding shit. And I was just like, I'll clean the seats. They were filthy. So I uh, I was the cleaner of the seats. And uh, somehow we never got injured and it, it stayed in place, but probably not legal. I don't know the, the legality of, of installing your own seat, but yeah. but it, it got us or made a bay. Were you super hot with no AC? It was awful. Yeah. And, and well, the other part that was really too bad, um, it did have some perks, but we were touring the full U.S. without windows. Um, oh, my God. You know, so just as a passenger in the back, like, you can't look out. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, so imagine being in a painter's van without, like, so a traditional passenger van has those cutout windows for everybody. When yeah. when you're in a, when <clears throat> when you're in one that's just, like, a <laughs> cargo, the difference between a cargo and a passenger van is the insulation, the seats, the windows. Like oh you can see, God. we can see the cutout for the window. There just wasn't a window. Um, <laughs> so unless you were in the front, either driving or front passenger, you couldn't see. Which again, like if you're driving through the mountains or by the beach or whatever, it'd be cool to cool yeah. to look. <laughs> who was who was the main driver for the band? You know, to just credit. He would drive a lot at night for us because typically we were either we were intoxicated in some way. Yeah. And Jeff was always really, really good about that as, as a precaution for taking care of his voice. So Jeff would drive a lot um, and then different various members over the years. We, we kind of always had like one or two that were really main because functioning with a trailer is kind of difficult if you don't regularly do it. So yeah. Rather than like, I, I wasn't great with the trailer. So like, rather than me try and park in the city, yeah. we had somebody that was like the best at it. But I love to drive on the highway. Um, but yeah, it was always a team effort. And there was a lot of, there was some snarky arguments over it. There was frustration over it. Sleeping yeah. arrangements were dependent upon who did what. So it was really? all, uh, it, was, it was a tough time. I always wondered this, but did people like play music at night when you're driving or was everybody just kind of quiet? we agreed that it was always the driver's call. Like, yeah, it sucked, but if that's what they needed to, to get to, yeah. You know, if the driver needed that to stay up, so be it. Yeah. See, that's kind of me is like, if I'm driving at night, I got to have something. Sure. I can't, can't do it. I'll fall asleep. Yeah. 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 And then, so that was always, we tried to be really yeah. upfront, like, Hey, nobody, we don't be a superhero if you're tired. Because I remember there was a time somebody was dozing off and I was like, dude, yeah, no, don't do that. <laughs> let's pull the fuck over. Um, so it was it was a hell of a time man and it's funny our longest drive was actually from new jersey to washington state so yeah we drove, we drove from from here to there without stopping it was absurd and that's just you guys taking turns it was brutal yeah, yeah. we only stopped for food or gas yeah lovely and how many hours was that like 28 so what should have been like a 30 hour drive, we were able to do it in like 45 hours. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Like, so we did, yeah, what would be a 30 hour, and it's hard to then never stop. So there was times we'd have to pull over in a parking lot or something, but, um, yeah, but we yeah. didn't get any hotels or we didn't stop anywhere along the way. Just stop food, gas, or if we had to pull over. And that was to make it to like a show, right? So we had our, our van had troubles and we were about a week behind the tour. Oh. So we had to, we had to go catch up. Yeah. What was that first show pretty rough? It was. Yeah. Yeah. That was in yeah. 
I think it was maybe it wasn't Seattle. It could have been Spokane or something, but yeah. it was it was a hell of a time, man. Damn. Did you guys ever get any crazy accidents while on the road? Never. No. And and I'll forever be grateful because you know when you're driving that many miles and stuff, and it's God in a difficult vehicle, rain and snow and all that. So we were very lucky. Any interesting incidents in any of the cities that you played? Uh, um. So, because we had spoken, we were trying to think about something good. The, the, there, I'm sure there was cooler and better, but the thing that jumps out to me was this time in 2008. And we had done 35 days of touring in my car on this tour. It was awful. Oh um, I wasn't 21 yet, and, um, yeah. and somebody had my keys, and they were in the bar section. <laughs> so they said, you can't, you can't go into the bar, but they have my keys. And I just, I, me being me, just said, I'm just going to grab my keys. Yeah. And the guy was an old guy too, like kind of grabbed me and pushed me out <laughs> and I pushed him and he fell down. So he turned out, he was like 75. I ended up essentially beating up an old man. Um, <laughs> he fell and it was bad. And then his son, who was the bouncer, literally, cause I'm not like a big guy. This totally was not intended to be what it became. Yeah. I get drug out literally. Like they dragged me by my collar and threw me out of the club and they kicked us off the show. Um, wow. So I kind of beat up an old guy, but I, I got to tell you, so and I know I'm not, I'm not describing this very well. Number one, he didn't yeah. look that old. He yeah. was the youngest 70 year old I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did push an old man. So what did he do? That's my, my, my funny story. So he put his hand, like he grabbed me and pushed me and I was just sort of confused. Yeah. Um, and just reactionary. I just pushed him back and, uh, just the rest is history. What was he like hammered? No, he was the owner of the bar and he didn't want minors in the bar. So he was upset thinking that like I was trying to sneak in to drink or something. I see. Okay. And so this place was called Ray's Golden Lion in uh, somewhere in, in Washington. That's funny. Um, it was a Mongolian bar and grill. <laughs> this, <laughs> just to show you the, the, the you know, the, the types of places that we were playing. Actually, that place was a, a pretty respected venue, but um. Yeah. Yeah. So sadly, I pushed an old guy, found out that he was really old, and we got kicked off the show. Yeah, whatever. He touched you first. It's 13 years ago, and I'm I'm still thinking about it. Yeah, but nobody should be putting their hands on anybody, you know? No, no. And it was just, again, it was a product of a different time. And I think there was a bit of a language barrier issue, too. It was all oh, really? it was all bad. <laughs> yeah. They got like a specific like accent up there. No, no, no. This guy was um, so this <laughs> The restaurant specialized in Mongolian food. Like, so uh, I, I'm pretty sure he was Mongolian. Nah, that's so, funny. yeah, it was a hell of a, hell of a time. <laughs> anyway, so the Wonder Years was the headliner on that. And this is again, <laughs> 08, so they weren't as big. And I just remember being like, ah, like you guys got us on the show. You booked us. And here yeah. I am pushing old guys. Oh, well. Um, who knows? He might not even be alive anymore. Oh, what were some of your what were some of your favorite places you got to see or visit while on the road? I really became fond of Savannah, Georgia. Um, I just really liked it there. The Forest Gump bench used to be there too, which I thought was cool. Yeah. Um, so I really liked it there. I was always happy to be in California, obviously with In and Out and the sights <laughs> and yeah. what's that, the the I five, right? Is that the yeah. big one? Um, I was just, you know get an opportunity to just see different places, especially that are so different from your home place. Um, even like, 
I remember in like say in Washington, like I remember literally like looking up, <laughs> we were like at a Walmart and it was just mountains. So like, man, this is something. Or, or even if it was driving through Utah, like all that stuff was wild. I always like going to Las Vegas. Um, we, we would always make a point to get like a $30 room at like the Luxor or the Hooters uh, yeah. casino. Um, but so honestly, I, I, <clears throat> I really did enjoy all of it. And um, outside of that, going to Australia was amazing. And to have gotten to go there twice was was really incredible. Mm-hmm. No, I'm super jealous of that. Um, are you able to go back and listen to your, your own music or do you feel overly critical of it? I can listen to it. I, I don't, you know, I know some folks don't at all. It's yeah. like there was an actor. I don't remember who. Johnny Depp. I know he's, but somebody like that we'd be like, hey, really? Like, not Jason Siegel, but somebody like that's not as serious. Oh, it's the guy from Star Wars and uh, and Girls and Adam Driver. He doesn't like watching himself? He won't watch himself. He somehow got like bamboozled into watching himself and he freaked out. Really? I guess he's just not a fan of that. Um, I don't know if you could speak to that, but I uh, I can listen. I just don't really all that much. Yeah. I mean, you've heard it a million times. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so would you say the new I Call Fives EP is the best stuff yet? So I've always hated. Yes, but I've always hated how everybody always says, oh, that's the best stuff ever. But yeah. I think we're in a rare reality that like yeah, nine years later and um, I just think vocally Jeff knocked out of the park. And I think there's yeah. something that he tapped into something that we just didn't quite tap into before. Um, I, I really think it's the best stuff we've done for sure. And also you got to keep in mind, like we had deadlines and, and additional stress, like every release between <clears throat> 2008 and 2012 for us, it was sort of like, are we going to make it? Like, is this, yeah. gonna, are we going to be able to, to make this our, our, a genuine profession you know I, I don't really consider you if, if you can't pay a cell phone bill doing it you're not really professional so we got lucky that like we looked maybe better than than it really was but from a monetary standpoint um that tough. was really it was so difficult and, and just another level of of sheer difficult stress so yeah. to be able to revisit this nine years later and and, and, and remove that it has been uh it's been really great to see the growth for, for the guys um and I really think it's a great product. Mm-hmm. Um, how was working with Casey from the Wonder Years in the studio to create the masterpiece? It was cool. Yeah, so we've worked with a couple different folks, and some have been pretty big guys, and some smaller. And and Casey's, I think, uh, one of the most enjoyable enjoyable experiences I've had, um, yeah. especially because I, I don't really play with such seriousness. And you know, over the last several years, you know, I, I haven't really picked up the bass all that much either. So. To be able to go in though with a guy that's like a bona fide pro like that, like he really helped get much better level, a much better level of playing out of me than mm-hmm. I probably expected. Um, and, and he really, he did a hell of a job. And from a pre-production standpoint, he did the most, and this isn't to discredit anybody else we worked with, but we used to be reluctant of changing stuff or, or taking production yeah. ideas. Um, we trusted him a lot with this and, and he made some major changes that I think were pretty big so i'm excited i really am when will you get to hear it so we're still finishing it up it's been different because some guys have had to go in like on their own schedules and nights and weekends and stuff um but we're our fingers are really crossed for for october november for the release that'd be cool any plans for shows and we're gonna hope to follow it up with some shows and then maybe in the new yeah. year it's funny calling it the new year in june but yeah, by 2022 right. then 
being able to, to, to support some other stuff and, mm-hmm. and do some more with, because this has kind of been a, it's been a weird year and we were kind of late on, yeah on submissions and stuff like that. But uh, I think next year we'll be able to have some stuff and, and we'll have this new record behind it. You think there'll ever be like another tour or just like some smaller shows? It'll be, yeah. Like when we can sort of thing, just because of yeah. children and marriages and careers, um, yeah, a, a, a true tour is really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of figured. So you met your girlfriend on Craigslist. No. Uh, well, I, we, we, I met Mike on Craigslist though. Uh, uh, maybe maybe this is the old one. I don't know. I could have never on Craigslist. No, so we did meet a member on Craigslist though, which is damn. Oh similar. shit! I re- I read that wrong. It's your guitarist. Sure. Yeah, Mike. So wow, I'm an asshole. Um, <laughs> it's funny. It's like oh shit, did I meet on Craigslist? Uh, like, wait a second. I read that completely. No. Wrong. <laughs> well, so you know there there used to be personal ads on Craigslist. Um, That's funny. I don't know if I would have found a partner there, but I did find Mike Jaffe there. Um, <laughs> You know, which was ironic because, you know, very similar music tastes and ages. And you would have thought like through the grapevine, we would have known each other, but we didn't. Um, and we yeah. got really lucky. He's been an integral part of the band um, yeah. since the LP and now on this on this one. But yeah, you have me nervous. If my girlfriend's listening, I was say, oh, shit. Like, did we meet on Craigslist? I thought you were like lying to me for a second. I'm looking away. Wait, wait, wait. No, no. I, I, I said, said the wrong word completely. Yeah, if, if she listens to this, I'm in trouble, man. I hope she hears it. It'd be funny. Um, so who's who's the asshole being referred to in the new song, Be Kind Rewind? I think it's, you know, it's a very general, it's just kind of about anybody with that negative sort of, that that day-to-day approach. And if, if you're just an asshole, maybe you shouldn't be. Yeah. It couldn't possibly be Beth, right? I don't think it's her. No. Uh, and I know she's such a fan of the song, so I don't think yeah. it's Jeff, I don't think it's Jeff's wife. Yeah, he was he was telling me that she was like driving around the neighborhood blasting the song before it came out and he was getting they, mad. They really like Jeff's voice in that household. I can yeah. tell you that much. That's hilarious. Um so how's how's the reception been on that song? It was good. Yeah, I mean we got lucky with with you know, I kind of spoken to some of that playlist stuff before we were on some spotify stuff which was cool when apple had placed some some, on some stuff so so that's been great um it's too bad that you know we couldn't have had shows or anything like a little bigger in that sense but we look forward to kind of making up some of that ground with the ep Mm -hmm. and how how was it being back in like a room together after all this time well you know that's that's what was hard was because an interesting was because of the gaps with uh with covid and, and restrictions and stuff it was kind of strange yeah. Because we had gotten together right before COVID. Um, and then COVID happened, and then we were just doing stuff on our own remotely. Sometimes we would do like a like a Skype or a session like that. So it was strange. Um, yeah. and then even recording, it's not like in the old days, like everyone would be at the studio mm-hmm. or we were living at like when we did the LP, we lived together for three weeks. Yeah. Um, so it's been different, but it's been like, like I said, I'm just glad that we can do it in any capacity. So it's it's been fun. Have you ever gotten absolutely annihilated in a mosh pit? Well, actually, yeah, once in my the sad part, this is only a couple of years ago. There was I've always been a fan of this band called No Warning from Canada. I like your co-host here. Yeah, he's like trying to play right <laughs> he's now. He's ready to play. Um, so I always like this band No Warning, and I, I went and saw him at a small club a couple of years ago and I got kicked in the face. Well, they're heavy as hell. They're heavy. I also got kicked in the face during uh, a tray you in 2004. You're always getting kicked in the face. Why is it kicking? I, I think because I'm short. So I'm, I'm at like an easy, 
easy kick level in the pit. Yeah, I've gotten kicked in the face, elbowed in the face. I've gotten uh, I've gotten the wind knocked out of me. Actually, I was just talking about this uh, the other day. I ran into a Lamb of God pit for no reason. I was seeing Slipknot, and they opened, and I saw this crazy pit in the lawn. I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to run through it and see what happens. Within like two seconds, I just got killed. And you saw what happened. And yeah. I saw what exactly was going to happen. Right, right. Yeah. So uh, that's kind of funny because we already kind of touched on this, but can you recount any interesting, fun-loving, physical altercations that you got into? <laughs> Had the push one. Um, then I also, we played in like this really fucked up small spot in Australia. Yeah. And, uh, and the stage was not safe and I fell off the stage. So no way. Th- that one was rough. Also, one of our guitarists, <laughs> he, uh, he tried to do a guitar throw once. I don't know what the fuck he was thinking. And uh, and the strap broke on his guitar, and the guitar just went flying. I wish it was on video. Yeah. Um, but luckily, no. Somebody also once they 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 were like being not nice. They were being an asshole. Yeah. And while we were playing, they literally just sat on the stage with their back turned to us. What? I was and I like made a joke. I was like, "What? what do you, I'd never seen anything like it." So there was that incident. That was in Virginia. We just wait, got wait, some wait. weird folks. You were at a show. Playing we're a playing show. the show. You're playing the show. Some fan that was like in the in the audience. Just someone from the. Show. I don't think he was a fan of us. Not but a fan. Yes, but <laughs> but an attendee literally just sat on the stage with his what? back turned to us. What year was this? This is 2012. What? How yeah. did they get away with it? I don't understand. Well, we were playing to like 25 people. So that's the start. Uh, and those moments like that are, I think, kind of blows to the, you know, the ego of, man, what are we fucking doing, guys? Um, so, yeah, that happened. Then I, well, so it's funny. I'm, I'm downplaying it. I then, <laughs> I sat down next to him and played. Um, no yeah. Yeah. So I, I really showed that little fucker. You could have just got like, like a, done like a Parker Cannon or whatever, just like. That's the beauty, though, of having a lot of people at your shows. We didn't have that luxury. You're right. You're right. Um, have you or anyone in the band ever experienced any awkward fan interactions? No. So, you know, and it's funny I say that the, the beauty of, of having a lot of people, something about not being that big, um, you kind of have a more genuine interaction. So a lot of the folks that were like such big fans, I think they were the same people that would like let us sleep over their house. They were the same people that we would end up like becoming friends with or, yeah. or would book us shows. So we were lucky. We didn't really have, there wasn't too many weirdos. Um, yeah. And, you know, we were able to actually make friends with folks. And, you know, we used to have this funny joke. We knew a guy that <laughs> he was Russian and, uh, and we said, Oh, you so see, you're a fan of, I forget the band. And he's like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, a, I'm not a fan. I'm a friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the truth though is, and, and I, of course with bigger bands, I'm sure that happens too, but, uh, we had, we actually had got to have a relationship with some of our bigger supporters and that was cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, any artists or bands that you've been listening to that you'd like people to check out? Um, so I, I'm like, so all over the place, but if I had to choose, um, oh, excuse me, thinking of somebody like contemporary, I'm, I'm a big fan of goalkeeper that's from the Philadelphia area. Oh, yeah. um, they're great guys. They're they're a friend of ours. Um, otherwise, yeah, man, I've been I've been really stuck on basketball podcasts and yeah. uh, and the hits. I've been listening to, to Steve Winwood lately. So if anybody wants to check out some '80s pop, 
Uh, yeah. I, not not that Stevie Winwood needs my endorsement, but he's out there. Um, <laughs> otherwise, yeah, I mean, of course, just the bands that, you know, some of the bands you mentioned from Such Gold with the Punches and Wonder Years. Um, but it's cool to see, you know, with newer bands and state champs during so far, like all these bands that somebody, if, if someone's still listening, I'm sure they know. Yeah. Um, it, it's It's been a great time for, for new music and for old music and, and music in general. Absolutely. The story so far, I think they're in the studio right now. For it's the great. Album. I'm sure yeah. look, I'm, they don't disappoint. So I'm sure it'll be awesome. I saw somebody comment the other day saying that proper dose was like too slow or something. I'm like, really? There's going to be, you know, what's that cliche girl statement? Uh, you could be the juiciest, ripest peach, but somebody, yeah. doesn't, somebody out there doesn't like peaches. Uh, uh, it's the truth, man. I mean, and, and, and truthfully too, if you're being criticized, there's a level of, of, of accomplishment just in that, you know, yeah. like if That's someone's true. taking the time to, to critique. Like, yeah, you're right. You know, That's funny. You know, Cause something had happened to that extent with me. And I remember being like, we're not as big as, as what someone was insinuating. Uh, Somebody was like, you know, the basic player is the least likely to get chicks. And you're like, Nope, not true. That wouldn't be totally inaccurate, but, but yeah, look, just to take the time, because again, like think about how many hobbies or how many, um, you know, forms of art, like yeah, the average person that doesn't have these sorts of outlets, where are they really being criticized, you know, in yeah. their job, maybe by their supervisor, like, well, that sucks. Like if that's the only thing, so, so to contribute something into the world and have someone have an opinion on it at any extent, I think is kind of cool because that, that means they took the time to at least acknowledge it. Yeah, that means they really care secretly. Right. Um, so I always end the episode with a bullshit speed round. I ask a bunch of bullshit and you answer. Okay. Um, so what's the best I call five song? Elevator music. Really? Okay. Uh, Beavis or Butthead? Neither. Oh, you don't like that show? I, it's, I don't what? like them. I like the show, but I actually don't like that the two of them. Like there's the Hank, like there's the one guy that's like that is pretty much Hank Hill. Like there's a bunch <laughs> of fun characters in it, but Beavis and Butthead themselves were I didn't love them. What are you doing with my bushwhacker? Hell yeah. <laughs> okay. Lesbian um, Seagull, all that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who's your uh bassist inspiration? If you got Mark one? Hoppus. Fuck yeah. Uh grape jelly or strawberry jelly? Grape for sure. Same. Xbox or PlayStation? Xbox. Same. Beach or pool? That's tough, man. Uh, yeah, isn't it? Uh, it it depends on the day. Uh, pro- uh, probably the beach. Yeah. But I just I I hate the sand. And I got the sand on the in my fucking toes and in the car. But I, I sound, <laughs> like a real, sound like a real old man. But I'll take the beach. No, actually, I surf now, and I have like this like thing that my dad gave me. It's like a tarp you put down, and it kind of helps like knock it sand in, on your feet. I don't know. Okay. And then, nice. you put like, and then you put like these slipper things on and yeah, then you're set. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, Capri Sun or Kool-Aid Jammers? It's going to be Capri Sun. Hell yeah. Funniest movie you've ever seen? Oh, that's tough. Um, I really like old school. Oh, okay. So I'll go with that. I really was a fan of like the stupid Vince Vaughn. Oh, the movie kinda... old school. I thought yeah, yeah. Old school comedy. Okay. No, oh, the movie old school. Yeah. Hell yeah. Will Ferrell's got this new project coming out to Apple TV called the fuck I forgot, but um, it's about some podcasting thing. I don't know. It's supposed okay. to be a really good series that's coming out with him and cool. Paul, him and Paul Rudd. So 
Ah, uh, can't go wrong with Paul Rudd. Yeah, no, that's gonna be a good one. Um, favorite horror movie? Uh, I like Halloween. Hell yeah, I think that's a fair one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, top three favorite aspects about Jeff Todd? He's a hell of a singer. Uh, outside of that, it's, it's unprecedented. No, he's he's really been uh, just he's been a reliable friend and, and, and part of the band. You know, for a group. Yeah. For a group that's had such inconsistency in members and, and, and well, the members, yeah. um, you know, we, we really were able to count on Jeff and, and extend this thing. If we had called it quits, um, you know, in, in 2008, then we would have missed out on a whole lot of good stuff. So he's, mm-hmm. he's a dependable guy and he's a, he's a good friend. Now, this next one's going to be a two-parter kind of because I wasn't sure if you were still living in Jersey or not. So what's the best pizza place in New Jersey and what's the best pizza place in Philly? So in New Jersey, I'm just partial to my local town. There was a spot called Sal's in, uh, in Washington Township. There's, there's two or three Washington Townships, but the one in South Jersey. Uh, yeah. And in Philadelphia, um, so it's funny because I was mentioning to you before, this, there's like a lot of the exclusive stuff now. There's a place called Angelo's Pizza in South Philly, and it yeah. takes like it takes like 50 phone calls to get through, but they're, uh, they're really? amazing. Yeah, they're on Instagram. They have like 80,000 followers. It's absurd. They probably both been on that. What's that thing called? Barstool Sports. Pizza. I really can't stand Barstool Sports, but now they've been <laughs> on it. And, uh, and apparently those guys like them. Yeah. Well, actually, you're right. I, I don't know if I could stand them either, actually, because he rated like a Buffalo pizza place like Lenovo or whatever. And he gave a kind of a bad rating. Like, like it was like a seven something. And I'm like, are you out of your mind? Sure. I don't know. New York pizza in general is just the best. Like overall. It's the best style for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um. Favorite the starting line song. Ooh, um, it's tough, but Up and Go comes to me initially. I also did Up yeah. and Go at a karaoke before uh, no before the pandemic started. Yeah, oh, right. <laughs> nice. I did. Um, favorite food. Uh, I'll, I'll admit that I am a pasta fan. As as a yeah. as a chubby Italian guy over here, pizza yeah. and pasta is really my uh, my weakness. Any particular pasta? No, anything really. <laughs> anything. Um, favorite newfound glory song. Um, I'm really such a fan of theirs. Uh, I guess I would say, isn't it? I think it's called Vegas. Yeah, it's yeah. on. Uh, it's, it's on, on the self-titled. Self-titled. Yeah. Yeah. Two thousand. Uh, enema of the state or take off your pants and jacket. Uh, I I guess I would only because. Only because I like got the record when it came out with "Take Off Your Pants and Jacket," but it's a close one. But yeah, I love I love yeah. both. That was pretty much like the turning point from serious or from silly to serious. Yeah, in, no, in their sure. career, um, I probably stopped to say "Anima," but I don't know. It's like all it's like those three though. It's that dude ranch, "Take Off Your Pants and Jacket," "Anima." I agree. All so close. Um, if you could resurrect three people from the dead to eat dinner with, who would they be? Oh man. Um, I would definitely want to have dinner with George Carl. George Carl. George Carl's an NBA basketball coach. I mean, George Carlin. Um, George Carlin, <laughs> comedian. Uh, Freddie Mercury. Oh, wow. I don't I don't know if he'd eat much, but I just think he'd be an interesting guy to talk to. Yeah. Uh, and because I don't I'm, 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 I'm kind of running out here. I could see JFK being an interesting guy because yeah. everybody seemed to fucking love him. And I'm really curious about yeah. who killed him. So uh, so yeah. I'd be very interested. Oh, yeah. Um, well, where can your fans find you? 
luckily we're on all sorts of social media with, with, i think with the exception of tiktok so you can't find us there but uh no but wait. beth is on tiktok okay so the Todd's, the Todd's are on there, uh, <laughs> the Todd's. but so yeah, we're on, you know, wherever you stream music, um, yeah. YouTube, all the social media spots and, and we're out there. Absolutely. Well, I'm looking forward to the new stuff. Thanks so much for your time. Uh, yeah, man. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. I wish you the best of luck with the rest of the year and can't wait for the EP. Thanks bud. Stoked. Well, we'll see you soon. Yeah. I have to get back to, I've been working. Uh, I gotta get back yeah. to it, but <laughs> again, I appreciate it, and I look forward to talking to you again soon, man. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So long. See you, buddy.